do you need an email list as a service provider? What the heck are you supposed to create for a lead magnet? And what the heck am I supposed to do each week with these people once they're on my email list? These are all the questions we have as service providers, and we're getting very little answers to when it comes to having an email list as a service provider. Is it effective? Is it a focus point? Like, what the heck should we do with this email list? These are the questions that no one is answering, and I want to help answer them for you today. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited to be here today and talking all about email list growth. I cannot believe after a year and a half of the podcast, this has not been something that gets brought up, but I actually know why. Because what I'm about to tell you today may surprise you. So before I surprise and delight you, let's chat with one of our spotlight listeners. So Christina Mom gave us five stars and she says, love this podcast. Every episode is full of value and tactical advice for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their biz to the next level. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Christina Mom. I appreciate your review so much, and these reviews mean everything. I read each and every single one of them, and they keep the podcast going and help other people find us in Apple. So if you haven't left a review yet, please take two minutes and leave us an honest review. I love these so much, and they truly do help us. So if you're getting value, please take the time just to leave us an honest review below. Okay, so without further ado, let's chat about do you need an email list? So my answer to this is how I answer my ad managers. And I'm going to tell you, it depends. And you're like, Brandy, what the heck? So let me tell you about a story. I don't think a lot of people know this, but I came into the online space. Well, before I was in the online space, I was in direct sales. And I had experience with email marketing, text marketing, social media. And I'd actually grown an Instagram for a program called Tone It Up. Um, It's a workout, but I was like one of the Tone It Up, like people who followed their workouts and everything. And I had grew an Instagram to over 11,000 people in a very short amount of time. But this was before like swipe ups and having 10,000 people was a big deal. I didn't even know what influencers were, but I had a very targeted specific niche And I love sharing my workouts, what I was eating. Like it was one of those type of Instagram accounts. And from this, we did retreats. So not everyone could go to the Tone It Up retreat. So in Florida, we actually created like a Florida group, a Facebook group, and we did retreats. So we would like meet in St. Augustine. And through this, I learned how to also get sponsors. So calling up companies and get sponsorships. So I was also, I had that. Then I was also in direct sales. So, you know, like all these experiences and I came in after I left direct sales, I'd also had Riley. So I'd also left like working out. And that doesn't mean that you can't work out with a baby. That was just my life and what happened with me. So I get to five months and, or it was actually three months. And I was like, okay, we're starting to get to the point where we need to make money. But also I was going a little stir crazy being at home all the time with um, a baby that had to sleep on me 24-7. So 
I was looking up like ways to make money online and I saw Susie from start a mom blog and I started following all her YouTube videos. And I was like, I'm going to start a mom blog. Cause you know, a mom with a three month old knows everything about parenting. So I should teach other people. So I started this mom blog and if any of y'all have seen my presentations, you're in my programs, you know that I always start with if there's spelling errors, if there's grammatical errors, I don't care. Please do not email the team and let them know. Like, I just don't care. This is also why we have Janessa. So if she does something, you're not going to have those. But that's not my strong suit. So you can only imagine me DIYing my blog writing and everything. These were probably not the best blogs. However, I could get some traffic. So after two months of having this blog, so we're looking at, I think I was posting once a week, maybe twice a week. We're looking at like eight max blog posts. And I was driving four to 5,000 monthly views per month. Now at the time, I didn't know if that was good, bad, anything like that. But one thing I did, and I had people like sending me free stuff and I was doing reviews and that was cool. But after two months, I was like, holy crap, this takes a long time to actually make money from. I need something else. And that's when I stumbled upon virtual assistants. And I thought that it was sending postcards because that's what I had hired virtual assistants to do when I was in direct sales and like happy birthday and everything. And so I get into this and I'm like, okay, well, I know how to work Pinterest because that's how I was driving traffic for my mom blog. I know email marketing because I've done that before. I didn't really know sales funnels. I didn't know ads, but I knew um, social media, organic social media. I knew email marketing and I knew Pinterest. And I was like, okay, so these are the services I can provide for people. I also knew how to make like graphics in Canva because I was doing that already. And so I was like, I can figure this out. So I started my virtual assistant. And I coming from blogging and listening to podcasts. So, you know, I listen to Amy Porterfield's Gold Digger, all those that like we all listen to when we're starting. And everyone's like, you have to have an email list. You have to have an email list. And I was like, well, I know this from blogging. But to me, it didn't make sense how I was going to get clients from an email list quick enough to make the money that I needed to make. Like it felt very slow to me. But I did it anyway, because that's what everyone was saying. And I did it all wrong. Because here's the thing. The advice we hear is for course creators, membership owners, coaches. It's not for done-for-you service providers. There's very little information for done-for-you service providers growing an email list. But we're still told we need one. So I'm here to tell you, if you want to book clients, you don't need an email list. But I want you to think about the future of your business. What do you want the future of your business to look like? And so when we're thinking about that, when I started my email list, my first opt-in was a swipe file of Facebook ads. So it was grab the 28 Facebook ad swipe file. And this opt-in converted like hotcakes, like everyone wanted it. But here's the deal. The people who were getting it were other ad managers and they were DIYers. They were not people who were going to pay me $2,000 for my service per month. Because here's the deal. People who are paying $2,000 a month for your service are not downloading those opt-ins. They don't want to know. They just want to hire it out. Then I was like, okay, no email list. Like, this is silly. Like, I'm not growing the audience. But you know what it did do? It grew my email list to 400 people. And about 175 of those were service providers. And from that, it gave me a base when I went to launch Serve Scale Sort. 
had 175 people that were looking at the ad manager stuff and everything. And Serve Sealsaur is not for ad managers, but it gave me a little bit of a base to work with. But it wasn't the base that did anything because I think one person signed up from the emails that I sent out. It was the relationships that were building. They saw, they were on my email list. They connected with me on Instagram. We built relationships, but it came from that opt-in. And here's the deal. If you're going to create an opt-in, what is the future of your business? Like ultimately, what would you love to do? Do you have an idea to create a group coaching program, a course, a membership anytime soon, even in the next year or the next year and a half? If so, what do you think you'd want it to be about? And I would encourage you for your opt-in to align with that, not for your services. And now some of you may be like, Brandy, but these top people have quizzes and they're crushing it in their quizzes. So here's the deal. I reached out to one of my friends, which she actually reached out to me and we share a mutual client that lives in Seattle. Both of us were living in the Tampa Bay area and she asked if we wanted to grab lunch. And I was like, yes. And I had just seen this friend featured in Try Interact for her quiz, which Try Interact is just a quiz platform. And it was like copywriter Erica is like crushing it with all these leads going into her quiz funnel. And I'm also Shanty Zach's been on here and everything. And so I was super excited about this lunch because I wanted to like say like, maybe I'm wrong. And so I asked Erica, the first question I asked her was, hey, so your quiz, how many clients a month are you getting from this quiz? And she was like, I very rarely get people from the quiz who hire me for my services. And I was like, oh, I was right, (laughs) which is always a nice thing to know. But here's the deal, y'all. This quiz is incredible. And she's using it for other things, but she may get one or two clients every now and then from this quiz. It's not the main way she gets clients. And so my thoughts on this is instead of spending your time trying to get a quiz together, trying to get an opt-in together, get all the stuff you need for email providers, spend more time on your active marketing. And we have a whole podcast episode about active marketing versus passive marketing. And I would encourage you to spend more time in your marketing minutes instead of spending time worrying about things that's really not going to move the needle that much. And so as a service provider, I don't think you need an email list to gain clients. I do want you to be thinking about the future of your business because if you're thinking in the next, you know, you may be like, right now is not a good time. I'm not ready to launch anything. Like, I just like whatever it is. But I know eventually this is what I'm thinking about. Create an opt-in around that. If you're thinking your services would also turn into a course or membership, create an opt-in for those DIYers because those are the people that will purchase your course or membership, not the people who are going to pay you for your one-on-one services. And so what I would encourage you to do is either say like, I don't need an email list right now, which is totally fine. Or you could say, you know, I want to think about the future of my business and maybe I could do this. And this would be a great opt-in. But when you're getting people on your email list, you can't just like leave them hanging high and dry. You have to nurture them. And so what does that look like? Do you have a podcast? Do you have YouTube? Are you going to write a weekly email every week? So here's the other thing that people don't account. You can get people signing up for your opt-in, but are you going to nurture them? And what does that look like? And do you have the bandwidth to do that? So in my opinion, I always think that it's better to create a program first and then worry about your email list. And I know it may sound crazy because it goes against everything that everyone else is teaching you. But what I know is I see it in beta to biggie. 
I did it myself, is focus on what you want to sell people and then start growing an audience around that once you've launched a beta. Because then once you've launched the beta, you're going to get people who you know exactly what they need. You know what their entry point is. You're going to be able to launch it and grow your list so much quicker. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I know. As my students have addressed that whenever I say, here's what I know, they perk their ears up and listen. I know three things. One, your email list is not going to get you as many clients as doing active marketing minutes. That's the first and foremost thing. Two, usually what happens is your lead magnet is not tailored for the people who are going to hire you for their services. It's tailored for the DIYers. And three, the size of your email list does not determine your success as a course or membership creator, especially in the beginning. So what I want you to think about is, is an email list something that I want to take on? And if it is, great. If that is your goal, then make sure your lead magnet is with the same goals that you have for the end result. Is that to grow your audience? Is that to really focus on nurturing potential customers? Is it because you have a course or membership idea? Like make sure your lead magnet is in alignment with whatever your end goal is. And then if you're like, I just want to be a service provider, then don't worry about an email list. I'm letting you off the hook right now. Don't worry about an email list. Three, if you're like, I'm going to grow an email list so then I can maybe one day launch a course, I would say that's the incorrect way to do it. Even though so many people are telling you that. Get into a beta, launch a beta, then worry about your email list. It's so counterintuitive, but it works and you're not spending time on things that don't move the needle forward. So my ultimate answer to do you need an email list as a service provider is if you want an email list because you want to gain clients, no, you do not need an email list. So I just let you off the hook. You don't have to worry about it. But I would love to know this conversation in the DMs. If you're like, Brandy, I 100% disagree with you, or I'm like 75% disagree with you, let me know at Brandy Mouse on Instagram. I love this conversation because I know it goes against what so many people are telling you. And then if you're like, Brandy, thank you for letting me off the hook. Let me know in the DMs. I'd love to chat with you at Brandy Mouse on Instagram. So I love this conversation. I will tell you once again that the size of your email list does not determine your success. I know a lot of people with 20, 30, 50,000 people on their email list, and they are not making as much money as people with five, six, 7,000 on their email list. And I did a whole lot with 175 on my email list. So the size of your email list does not determine your success. And as a service provider, it's not the best way to spend your time to get clients. So that's today's episode. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. If you agree or disagree with me, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And if you would want to have a conversation about this on Clubhouse, also DM me and let me know. So y'all, if you are like, Brandy, I've been thinking about a course or membership, but I've just thought that I have to have this big email list in order to do it and you just let me know, like, I don't, then head over to beta to biggie.com. We'll link it up in the show notes. Uh, it's B-E-T-A-T-O-B-I-G-G-I-E and apply for our program where we teach you the steps in order 
of how to launch your course or membership with a small audience. So you start small and grow big. You apply. Once you apply, we'll let you know if we think we can work with you or not. And if you're a good fit for the program, and then you'll be sent a training video. This training video gives you all the information, really shows you the steps to take to start a second revenue stream in your service-based business. And then if you're like, yes, this is totally for me, we would love to welcome you inside. So until next week, friends, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.